0: Bismillah ar rahim Allahumma salli wa sallam ala Sayyidina Muhammad wa ala Ali Sayyidina Muhammad wa barik wa sallim. Rabbish-shahli sadri wa ssirli amri wa halul uqdatan min lisani yafqahu qawli. Subhanaka la ilmalana illa ma'allamtana. Subhanaka la ilmalana illa ma'allamtana. Subhanaka la ilmalana illa ma'allamtana amma ba'd. Allahumma'allimna ma'yanfa'ana wa'anfa'ana imma'allamtana. Wazidna wa'amala. Yesterday covered uh, sincerity and intentions. And there were many ahadith under this chapter. We did not cover all of them, but uh, Alhamdulillah, we covered a good amount. Um, we'll move on to the next chapter, inshallah, called Esteem for the Remembrance of Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala. Thabit al Bunani narrated The Mutarrif said, فلا تذكره عند مثل هذا قول أحدكم للكلب اللهم The Majesty of Allah should be respected in your hearts. Do not mention him with the with like with one says to a dog or a donkey or a sheep. Oh Allah, shame him. What is this here? Is that, you know, they say don't take Allah's name in vain. Don't 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 take Allah subhanahu name as something light. You, you say Allah Azza wa name when you really need it, because this, this is a very big, huge thing. La يثقل مع الله شيء is mentioned. Uh, inshallah brothers who have completed with their salah, please move forward and sit closely here. Jazakallah the, the, the Prophet Sallallahu said on the day of judgment, the book of deeds will be weighed, and um, one person will have sins till the eye can see, and know a good deeds, he will say, What's the point of weighing these good sins versus good deeds? But Allah says, No, no one's going to get oppressed today. Everything's got to get weighed. So, till the eye can see all the registers we brought forth and put in a scale of, of sins, when you look at his good deeds, there'll be nothing there. Except for one small piece of paper. In which there is Ashhadu La ilaha illallah, Rasulullah. So, you'll say, Take this paper and put it. He said, Ya Allah, what's the point of this? What are you trying to prove? I already know I'm doomed. What's the point of this weighing? He says, No, no. Today, no one is going to get oppressed. Everything needs to be weighed. And when that paper with Allah's name will be placed on the scale, Tashat as Sajillat. All those 99 registers filled with sins will literally fly, fly over, fly out. And the scale in which the good deeds is, will become super heavy. And the wording of the hadith, لا يسخل ما اسم الله شيء Nothing can be weighty in front of Allah's name. When you have Allah's name, nothing can be more weighty than that. Subhanallah. That's the power of Allah's name. When a person says, La ilaha illallah, Muhammad Rasulullah, with ins- ikhlas and sincerity, 99, 100, 105 years of past life of sins, all forgiven. That's the power of this word. What, where are you going to find a detergent like this? Where are you going to find a power washer like this that has the ability to cleanse sins to this degree, this quickly? Inna al islam a yahdi mua Islam wipes away everything that comes prior to it so this is the power of the name of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that's why do not take Allah's name in vain be careful you know Christians previously you know who cared about their faith now we're in an era of course people make fun They have entire cartoons blasphemic cartoons making fun of Isa a.s. and the thing is according to them Isa a.s. is not even a prophet or or rather just a prophet instead he is one of the three so if this is your God or one of the three and how dare can you allow someone to make fun of him? Whoever it may be, how can you allow that to be on your airwaves? How can you allow that to be in your cartoons? How could you allow that to be in your movies? It's shame, so sad. When you water down deen, when you water down faith, they still call themselves Christian by the way. There'll be people in the broadcasting company, the people who, are, who will be you know, in, 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 that, in the cartoon company probably. They say, hey, what are you? Are you a Muslim? No, what are you a Christian? Yeah, okay. How in the world can you watch this happening? It's, it's ajib. This is what you call by name There's nothing left of Christianity By name No ghaira, No care No fiqr, No concern No love No hate Nothing Empty vessels You Go with the flow Just follow your desires If making fun of Jesus gets you money Gets you high ranking Salam, go ahead and do it This is what they do So that type of feeling is coming into our deen now We haven't fallen at the moment that level But we're on our way there the aspects of deen, making fun of the deen, making fun of the sunnah, making fun of the masajid, making fun of this, that, uh, people, of, uh, people of ilm, such a norm. In Muslim countries, make fun of people, women who wear hijab, women who wear jilbab. You see how they mock, make a mockery of them. How even other women will make a mockery of them. People who, who grow out their beards, or who for example, the other day we talked about miswaq. How you'll see them make a mockery of them within Muslim countries, and amongst Muslim communities, even in this country, Muslims. <sighs> so subhanallah previously I was saying when people cared about Christianity Christians my own experience I remember from childhood that there was a a protestant teacher school teacher I was probably 6 or 7 years old and I said oh my god or something along those lines and she got so upset at me she looked at me and said don't take God's name in vain subhanAllah. We were gonna wish we could have that era back. Why are you say oh my God? We say that all the time, right? But don't take God's name in vain. Meaning, you're trying to show, you're trying to show um, the fact that you're surprised about something, Allah's name is not there for you to just say that. You're gonna use Allah name for big things. And this is what we're seeing here. He says, make Allah's name weighty and respected in your hearts. Don't say Allahum, Oh Allah, shut this dog, shame this dog, Allah makhzihi No, you don't, you just tell the dog to keep quiet or or, you know, throw a a bone at it or walk away from it You don't need to sit there and say, Oh Allah, do this That's what he's saying Naturally, if the dog is coming after you to bite you, then yeah, you know, you need to turn to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and ask for help From experience from a'mal qur'ani I'll share with you, any of you got chased by a dog before? Huh? In yeah? In India. You got So if you have a pit bull, they don't have German shepherds and pit bulls out there, so you know, what's that? Bichara Galik Galika Kuta is miskin, hungry. He just wants your iftari, you know? <laughs> Poor guy. He doesn't eat anything himself. Not like the pit bulls and the uh German shepherds over here. Billah. So if you if you see one of them, one of the uh, I've heard from people. You said Alam Nashra. I didn't hear about Alam Nashah. Okay. I've heard it's batash batashtum batashtum jabbarin. I have surah Shu'ara, uh, right? When you when you plunder, when you uh, Allah is speaking about the previous nations that when they used to when they used to roam around and they used to plunder, they used to do it like as tyrants, right? So this instills fear. So person who told me this, he said he went to a he went to someone's non-Muslim's house who had a huge dog, and that thing that was just sitting there, and and, and the, he went there. So the owner said, you must be something special. I've never seen my dog this calm, <laughs> ever. He says, because he, every single new person comes in, he sniffs them out, checks them out, and you know, he's very menacing. So he was saying, I didn't tell him what I did. Inside my heart, I was reading with that, and I could see the effect of that. The dog really just stayed calm, stayed, he didn't come towards me. So when you have yaqeen on these verses, um, and you yaqeen on Allah's words, of course that's there. My point is, there's nothing wrong with using ayah of Qur'an or, the, or du'a at that time it's about just randomly saying wallah billah Allah for no reason for what? wallah it's cold you don't need to say wallah outside that you know, that's the thing Allah's name is big let's not t- make it cheap by using it for random things Jabir Nari the Atah said regarding Allah, Allah Almighty's words as for those who attach great importance to what Allah has deemed unlawful that comes from the God-consciousness in the hearts, it is sins. A Qurayshi man narrated that Musa said, Ya Rabbi, أخبرني عن أهلك الذين هم أهلك O Allah, teach me about those who are your people, your family, your people. قَالَهُمَ الْمُتَحَابُّونَ فِيَّ He said, they are those who love one another for my sake. أَلَّذِينَ يَعْمُرُونَ مَسَاجِدِي they are the ones who make my, my masjids flourish. They attend the masjids. Who ask forgiveness of me before dawn. ذكرتوا, they are those people who, when I am mentioned, they mention me. ذكروا, when they remember me, I remember them. They are those who return frequently to my obedience as eagles return to their nest. Like an eagle will keep on going back, does his hunting and come back to its nest. Take care of its young ones, take care of its eggs, etc. Similarly, these people, they go do their work, and mashallah, you're, there, you're here at Duhr, right? Right back at Asr. Yeah, I had to go to work, but I'm going to be back at Asr. Uh, then they're here at Maghrib, then you see them right back at Isha. You're here at Isha, doing things, you'll see them right back at Fajr. They keep on coming back to the masjid, keep on coming back to the obedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They do their work in between, but their heart is attached to the house of Allah. Their heart is attached to the masjid. Their heart is attached to ibadah, i'tah, obedience. What an amazing example. The way an, a, a, the way an eagle returns back to its nest. Maharimi. <speaking in Hebrew> These are the people when my when the things I have forbidden are deemed lawful These are my people Would they become enraged like a leopard when it is angry when the things I have made forbidden are made halal are deemed lawful This is what Allah wants to see within us You know the idea of just being docile and go with the flow and being accepting, being what the, all these words they use non judgmental, accepting, smiling with everyone. I said this the other day as well. These are good uh, for your own hukuk. Someone slaps you, smile back. Someone comes and scraps your, scrapes your new car, smile at them. You can do whatever, that's up to you, whatever you want to do that. But, brother, the deen of Allah doesn't belong to you, the deen of Allah it belongs to Allah. You have to take ownership of that. You have to say, "No, I'm going to defend my deen. You want to, you want to, you want to ransack my house? You ransack the house. You're not going to ransack the masjid. I wrote a book. You want to ransack that book? You want to? Do you want to give give interpretations of it that I never meant? You want to throw words in my mouth? You want to misrepresent me? You want to do all that? Do it. But you cannot misrepresent the words of Allah. You cannot mess around with the words of Allah. You cannot mess around with the Quranic with the words of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. I don't allow you. I don't give permission and if you do so without my permission then don't expect me to just simply smile and say I'm not gonna be non-judgmental you can do whatever you want you have to feel this, otherwise where is your Iman? where is your Iman? if you don't feel any level of anger in your heart when Allah and His Rasul are being attacked and what they've made haram has been made halal game over what did he say here? كما dibun namir, just like a leopard gets angry that is the anger that happens to the people whom Ahlullah, these are the people who we call, Allah calls them their family, the people of Allah You know when, when you have a friend uh, defending, sticking up for you Standing up for you, you say, oh man, I'm surprised man You defended me, he said, what do you think man, we're family What do you expect, you think me I'm just gonna walk away That's what we expect from a brother And we expect like someone who acts like a brother That if you're under attack, they got your back They're gonna stand next to you, they're gonna protect you the deen today, like we say, there's a lot of people crying for Muslims we need more people to cry for the Muslims, every organization, brother Muslims are under attack here Muslims in civil war, Muslims no food, Muslims no water, Muslims house demolished there's so much happening, it's not enough, I know it's not enough and neither am I doing as much as I should do most of us probably are in the same boat, we're not doing as much as we need to do for the Muslims may Allah forgive us for that and inspire us to really get our game together act together, but how many people cry for Islam? How many flyers you saw crying for Islam? How many organizations you see crying for Islam? People crying for Muslims. But what about Islam? Islam is that orphan. No one even, there's not even a flyer about it. Not even a, there's, not, there's no one night in Ramadan for Khalas, we're going to fundraise for Islam. Fundraising for what? For Muslims. What I mean by that? Fundraise for Islam. What I mean care about that? Like why is the ummah neglecting Islam? Why are the ummah turning their back towards the sunnah of the Prophet Wasallam? Where is that ghayra within us to say enough is enough? Like you say, enough, enough of oppression on this group of Muslims. Enough, enough is the oppression on, the, on this group of you know, XYZ people. We need to stand up. Well, Where, is the, where are we going to stand up and say enough is enough? I'm tired of Islam being abused and being kicked around like a soccer ball. Where are those people? Who are going to stand up and say, no, I'm not going to allow that. No, you say It's a free country Freedom of speech Yeah, okay You know what You can give your honor for free Throw your honor on the street But if you're a Muslim You act like a Muslim You claim to be a Muslim You're from my school you're, my, you're from my background You're from my same college I'm not gonna allow you To just go Destroy Islam You wanna do Whatever you wanna do In the name of something else Kufr That's your problem But if you call it Islam It has to be Islam You know there's a big In this country You know with cheese Ice cream Milk All these FDA It's got these rules on them so if you have uh, what you call ice cream, they, you saw some ice cream and so little, you know, there's a certain amount of milk content you need to have in ice cream. Similarly in milk, and similarly in cheese, you have to have certain basic ingredients. And when, if you don't have it, and if you still call it milk, cheese, or ice cream, you get in big trouble. But they want to sell it. So that's why some places, instead of ice cream, what do they call it? Frozen yogurt. Or what's called? Frozen dessert. What is frozen dessert? It looks, it's made from the same company that I eat my favorite ice cream from. It looks like ice cream, but it's not. If you go look in the ingredients, the milk content, or whatever other few things, cream content, is less than the minimum required. Similarly, juice. There's a certain percentage. They call this Kool-Aid and this other type of stuff. No, They call it what? fruit drink. Because they're not allowed to call it juice. If they, have, if they wish they could, if they, would, they would definitely call it. But it's not juice. It has nothing to do with the fruit. It's just color. Right? Mint chocolate chip. I went to eat ice cream once in California at a place where it's a very organic, natural place. So was, someone took me there, They said, "Let's order mint, okay?" So I, I got mint chocolate chip, <laughs> and it was, uh, what color is it? Yeah, it was, it was, it was white. I said, "I ordered mint chocolate chip. Yeah, this is what it is. I ordered mint. This is it's not green." So I tasted. It, it tastes like mint. I said, this, I'm like, you know, 30 years old, 32 years. Old. I don't know how old I was at. I said, "Where's the green color?" It said, "Brother, that's all coloring." I said, "Oh my God, Subhanallah!" There's nothing, you know. Just we've been made to think that mint has to be green, right? Because the mint outside mint, <laughs> this is all coloring. The, first of all, the mint has nothing to do with the mint. It's just a flavor of a mint, and then they add coloring, green coloring. So we've been duped to thinking mint chocolate chip mint ice cream has got to be green, but it's not green. That's just added coloring. And this is the fake dunya we live in. So they also have these fake people. Have also some conditions that you cannot sell label something as milk unless it has a certain percentage of it. So what about Islam? What about the labeling of Islam? This is what I'm asking you. How can you just do whatever in the world you want and you label it, label it as Islam? Label it as Muslim? So a Muslim nightclub, a Muslim bar, a Muslim everything. What's the end to this? You have Muslim catwalks. You have Muslim fashion shows. You have Muslim fashion magazines. Yeah, Muslim women fashion magazines. Muslim women fashion, uh, what you call it, shows. I call it, do whatever you want, call it some other thing. But why do we add the word Islam in there? So people actually fall for this. Believe it or not, they're actually thinking that this stuff is allowed. So how are they going to ever get a chance to repent? When you word, you add the word Islam and Muslim into that. Look at the whole... Uh, what Muslim um, uh, you know clothing industry, fashion industry it's a big big fraud man because you're using the word Islam and it has nothing to do with Islam then they say modest, we're going to have modest clothing modest is not what you spe- decide to make modest, modest is what is the deen speaks about, let's just take one ayah "Yudnina <speaking> jalabi <in Hebrew> Allah doesn't even speak about just like a khimar, a scarf over the covering the head, Allah speaks about the jilbab and yudnina alayhin means to allow the jilbab which is not definitely a khimar that covers your hair to fall upon you, to hang it, allow it to hang over you that's the verse of the Quran, allow the jilbab to hang over you what is that telling us? of course the hair is going to be covered of co- uh, but beyond that it is a very loose fitted clothing that's not just merely covering the hair, it's covering the chest, it's covering the rest of the body. So now, where is that today? You have these scarves that are very colorful, very attractive, designer. Tommy Hilfiger scarves, right? With the logo and everything. Thousand riyals, two thousand rials scarves. It was supposed to become a means of people you know, a modest clothing means it's not supposed to be an attraction. Yeah, Ulta, it's become an attraction. If they had their hair all disheveled all over the place, no one would possibly look at them. But now you have a designer wear scarf with a 2,000 real gold embroidered beautiful, uh, what you call jilbab. Who are we deceiving? We've deceived ourselves. Shaytan taken us for a ride. In the name of Islam. In the name of fashion. In the name of <clears throat> Islamic fashion. These are things no one really speaks about. People don't, can't even talk to their wives about this stuff. <clears throat> but since they're not in front of me, I'm telling you. <laughs> right? So inshallah, many women do listen to our dars. Alhamdulillah. And so these women who are looking for the truth, hopefully these words will, yani, get to their hearts and it'll make sense to them. Because there's a lot of men and women, I say this again and again, there's a lot of khair left in people. Simply, there's no one to tell them. That's all it is. There's a lot of people who are wanting the truth. Who have not completely corrupted. But they just need someone to speak to them about it and the, the, they don't have enough people to speak to them about it so this idea of, of hijab being something you just cover your hair with and tie it around like a scarf what you call this winter scarf and then on top of that your neck is exposed your nape is exposed chest is showing this is nothing to do with the deen my friends this is nothing to do with the deen nothing to do with the deen this is not the hijab a haya, that the Quran speaks about what Rasulullah was spoke about the Quran itself like I said it says allow the garment to be allow it to fall over you fall over you means it's not fall over the just the hair it means the whole chest well yadribna bi ala juyubihin means chest then they should take their khumar, khumar is scarf make sure they throw their scarves over their chest from the Quran Surah An-Nur where's that happening and we, and what happens? We get so happy when we have one Muslim win Islam some election somewhere, prime minister, minister, secretary of this, uh, this, that. We get so excited, as though the whole Deen is in in the name, or the whole Deen is in a piece of cloth that a person decides to just tie the hair. We're being duped. We're being duped. Understand that you have to. We all have to have خير for Deen when we see deen being misrepresented it's gonna, if you can't even do anything, you gotta at least shed tears of anger in front of Allah Ya Allah, I'm I'm so sorry this is happening I'm so sorry if you saw a video clip live video of your house, Allah forbid, your business in another part of the state another part of the country some protesters come and light it on fire, you're over here what would you do my friends? if you're just watching your house burning down what would you do? wouldn't you at least cry tears of anger? wouldn't you at least cry tears of sadness? You can't do anything, it's too late. It's the whole thing's going to fall apart. But you cannot be emo- You cannot say, bye, I'm not responsible. This is happening in another state. It's my house, my store, my summer home. <sighs> Let's listen to the talk. Let's enjoy our samosa. You can't, you won't be able to eat anything. You won't be able to drink anything. You won't be able to sleep. Because you've witnessed your entire home business burn to stake. It's going to hurt you. Your feelings, your emotions are going to be all over the place this is what I'm talking about when is that person gonna say I'm I'm ready to cry for Islam I'm ready to shed tears for Islam we have so many people shedding tears for Muslims and it's still not enough you know why it's not enough because there's not enough people shedding tears for Islam when we have people start shedding tears for Islam and when we have people making effort for Islam then those who are making effort for the Muslims inshaAllah their efforts will be fruitful fruitful, and they'll be accepted but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala what does he care about more? you tell me huh? What does Allah care about? Allah cares about Islam. Allah has no no relationship with anyone. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not have any relationship, relatives with anyone. Nope. Allah subhanahu tells Rasulullah in Surah Bani Israel, very harshly. It's it's a message to you and I. It's like when a a, a father wants to really get really upset at the youngster, but he knows that, you know, "Ah, man, this guy acts up. So what happens? He He yells at the eldest one. As because now they're sending the let the younger one listen, so he wakes up and realizes, oh my dad's really upset. I better better be careful. So he yells at the older one. Allah subhanahu wa taala tells Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam. What's that? I see that you were about to closely, almost, almost have a soft spot for the mushrikin. Now you did. Not you were wanting to, not you were planning to. You were almost about going to start leaning towards them in a little bit. In what sense? To be able to try to bring them to the deen. Come on, let's 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 come halfway. You know, like that. These thoughts were coming there. What does Allah says? Even if you did that, I would make you taste. D'a'af al Hayat, double the punishment in this world double the punishment after death and then you would not find anyone to assist you against me. Who is he saying this to? Rasulullah I remember I said this one time in India in a bayan somewhere. There was a huge riot against me. I said, brother, I just quoted the ayah of the Quran, man. I'm, not, I'm just telling what Allah says. No one usually translates. You ever heard this ayah before? Huh? Some of you have. Many of you have not. Right? This is, what, this is who Allah is. Allah is telling His Nabi, I don't accept shirk. I don't accept wishy washy business. I want only pure things. Don't even try to come halfway with anyone on, on issues, on the basics, fundamentals. Mm-mm, you can't. This is my deen. And the message is to you and I, the ma'afi's and Nabi will never do that. The message is to you and I that listen up. If I can say this to my Nabi, what do you think I'm going to do to you? If I can say this to Muhammad, what do you think I'll do to you? If you try to water down the deen, you try to come halfway through, you come do this and do that. Beloved friends, we are in a very difficult circumstance right now. Where is the next generation going to go when they see their forefathers in, the, in this era doing what they're doing? Imagine 60, 80 years from now what will be the condition of Muslims in their world and in this country. The level of watering down, the level of just trying to Islamize kufr. Take kufr, take fashions, take haram and use the word Islam on it. Where are we going to be, man? It's really scary and this is exactly what reminds me of the hadith الإسلام إلا اسمو. Nothing will remain of Islam except for its name القرآن إلا rasmu, Nothing will remain from the Qur'an except for its words مَسَعِجِدُمْ عَمِرَ Masjids will be built up but they will be empty of guidance Right, so this is how it will happen So going back to where we talked about here is that we need to feel within us the غَيْرَة for Iman. When, when someone messes with the deen it needs to make us angry and you if it's your sibling if it's your uncle, aunt, cousin, nephew, niece you need to talk to them with naturally at that time you have to use whatever if anger works then use that if softness works use that whatever works the idea is we need to, you need to tell people whatever you're doing haram you make toba from it, don't do it in the name of Islam let me tell you one thing marriages that happen un-Islamic marriages, mixed marriages, dancing and this and that does it not happen? okay it happens, is it wrong? of course it's wrong But that same thing, if you were to bring it into the masjid, don't you think it will be worse? Exactly. And that's what's happening now. People keep on saying, well, we were already doing that outside, why don't we do that type of stuff in the masjid? We're already having mixed gatherings, we already had people dressed inappropriately, we already had music, we already had other things, let's just do that now in the house of Allah, so at least people are in the masjid for a little bit longer time. No tomorrow someone's gonna say I want to drink, you say brother it's better you drink in the masjid than bring outside the masjid at least you have the environment of the masjid then you can join us for iftar what is this supposed to mean? but that's where we're headed just trying to accommodate, accommodate, no my friend be very much, we'll be outside and everyone else will be here if you keep on trying to get everything, anyone who wants to do anything and say you just come in the masjid, we just want to be welcoming masjid is for everyone who's done no matter what sin even if you killed the 100 people but he says I want to repent SubhanAllah, come right here, right in front there was a powerful story subhanallah of one, I heard it myself on audio, Was one of the leading ulama of Egypt someone asked him, what do you say about tabligh? this whole tabligh effort and he said you know, he was a scholar, he's an academic, great scholar in Azhar, a graduate of Azhar he says, you know, I don't know what I would, the gist of what he said, I don't know what my opinion would have been had it not been one story, one experience I had he said it was in the sixties, it was in the sixties in Egypt And there was a visiting, you know, Jama'a Dawah from somewhere, maybe from another city of Egypt or somewhere else. And they were in in my neighborhood. He was a youngster at that time. And so he said, We went for Maghrib Salah to the masjid. And all of a sudden, lo and behold, we saw this famous, druggy, drunken guy from the street who's been there for, like, on the street for years. He's in the masjid. And so everyone was angry Take this guy out! Druggy, drunken guy, who in the world brought him to the masjid? Why is he here? So the Imam, we had to stand up and calm the crowd down. He said, listen, these Jama'at brothers are here. SubhanAllah, they went and spoke to the, the guy outside. He's a Muslim at the end of the day. Don't touch him. You know, he's done wudu, what not. And we will give him a spot here in front. So he came. And this person who the whole world had spat on, gave up on, didn't want to touch him, don't want to talk to him. Allah reward these brothers. They went and brought him, spoke to him, gave him comfort and brought him to the masjid. He, he, you know, he washed up and he came for Maghrib Salah. SubhanAllah prayed Maghrib Salah and right then and there, if I remember the, 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 the events properly, that right then and there after Salah Al-Maghrib, in his Tawbah, he passed away in sujood. Passed away. Right? Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar. When Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala wants to give guidance, What's going to happen? I heard another says bayan, another scholar, he says, everyone hears about him. One youngster, was li- when it changed his life, got CDs of Muna Jimil Sab, started listening. He brought it home, and he was listening in his house in Karachi. His mother, Allah forbid, was a pimp. What do you call this? Worked with a pimp. She ran a whole brothel in Karachi. Ran a brothel in Karachi. What could be worse than this? So, the son would be listening to the bayans at home. The mom At home eventually some of that the bayan the lecture went into her ears and into her heart she went and said that you know what what this sheikh is saying is really getting to me after after I don't know how many weeks and months she listened so it was Ramadan like the blessed days and nights of Ramadan she told the son go tell the you know Imam of the local Karachi masjid whatever that I want to come to the masjid but now that small masjid and most masjids there do not have arrangements for women so he went and said, Imam Saab, you know man, this is a story. I, she was a well-known lady of, in her horrible sins that she was involved in. Imam said, what? You're, you're serious? Your mom wants to come to the masjid? He says, yes. And it was 27th night. So somehow or another, they made some arrangements in the upper, upper second floor of the masjid to give her a small little spot. Yeah, that masjid did not have arrangements for women. She made to give a spot for this lady who ran brothel in Karachi to come and, to join. And on that 27th night, Allah accepted her to come to the masjid. She made tawbah, she prayed, and in the masjid she passed away. In tawbah. SubhanAllah. That's a masjid. Masjid is for anyone. When we say masjid, it's open for anyone. As long as you want to come to repent. If you want to come to put a stamp, a halal stamp on your kufr, halal stamp on your sin, I'm sorry, masjid is not the place for that. Islam doesn't have space for that. Islam has got space for anyone and everyone who wants to come to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. I heard a very powerful uh, you know uh, pr- uh, 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 a priest from, from England a clip subhanallah man it was amazing I don't know if you, any of you heard of it. African UK for UK, but originally African and there's a debate about allowing LGBTQ what should happen gonna, there's gonna be a big vote so he stands up and he speaks haq and in three minutes man he says what today's scholars and leader Muslim leadership is not able to say And he was basically what I'm trying to do. Like Christianity, you know what? He's like every single thing has been watered down. This is how he said it. How come no one's forcing Islam to change, which they are. We know they are. But he's like they better not. They know they better not mess with Muslims but they're coming after us Christians and he's like, I'm talking to you, the, 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 the highest representatives of the Christian church in UK that you cannot allow this LGBTQ movement to take over our faith and to start, you know, a marriage is supposed to be between a man and a woman you can't go change it if a person wants to do zina, you do zina, no one said that's between you and your God, but if you're going to the church to sanctify your marriage and, and, and read the marriage rights, so you want the priest to do it it has to be done, don't make a mockery of the church there's rules. You're in, you're in a mosque, you're in a church, you follow those rules. If you do something outside, no one's coming putting their, their nose into your business. But you want to come use our platform, our mosque, or in his words, our church in the name of Christ, or in our words, in the name of Allah جل, And then you wanna bring all the filth. How is that possible? How is that right? How can we allow this to happen? And then he said, they say church should be accepting. And Jesus was accepting, Fulan, He said, yes, it is for anyone who wants to repent. Anyone wants to repent from any sin, of course the church is open. And we'll say the masjid is open. And Allah is most willing to forgive. But you have to want to come to repent. You can't come with an arrogant behavior and have the audacity. I've said this before. A person who drinks liquor, wine, he doesn't leave Islam. But a person who says, Bismillah, and drinks it, he becomes a kafir, disbeliever. A person who doesn't pray salah will not be a disbeliever. A person says, you know what? I'm gonna pray salah without wudu. What you gonna do about it? That's kufr. Making a mockery of the deen and using Islam to do wrong things, this is what we're talking, what this whole discussion was about. That you cannot take Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's name for even vain things. What about kufr, man? What about something which is outright haram and then call that Islamic? Call it halal, call it fulan fulan. This is where the Ummah is being misled today. And that's why Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, From the end of times, the signs will be Yastahilloon al hirra What? Yastahillun al harira They will make with silk halal, and they will make ma'azif, musical instruments halal, and they will make khamar halal, bi bighayr ismiha, they will come with a different name, they'll just change the name, different packaging, will be the same filth, and they'll say, oh, this is halal, like we talked about last night in tafsir, or a couple nights ago, I spoke about the covers for these horrible songs, you know, those covers? Where they use they use one few a few words and they throw in Allah and Ya Rab and this and that it's all filth it's all disgusting haram beyond haram and it's they give in the, because they know they're gonna have copyright issues so they give credit to Drake give credit I'm serious you just heard me you heard me right you take give credit to Drake for a nasheed about Allah I will be lame aslanajib some of the worst people upon the planet Earth in terms of the what type of filth that they are promoting here in this world you take words from there and add Allah to it and call it a nasheed everyone's excited yeah that's what I'm talking about they come to it they name it with a different name beloved brothers we're witnessing these signs of the hour with our very own eyes wake up it's right happening don't wait what's gonna happen tomorrow no right now it's happening we're witnessing right now that era of the fitna of Dajjal is here the Dajjal fitna is here we're sleeping what's gonna happen to our grandkids if we, if we, if we are in this state of ghafla this is the time to resort to the masjids. This is the time to start crying. This is the time to hit the, hit the prayer mats. Hit the musalla. And beg Allah to protect you, your children, your progeny, your spouse, your parents, your siblings. Because the times ahead are gonna be even more tough. I ask Almighty Allah to give you and I the ability to distinguish right from wrong and give us true love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That if, when Allah's name is taken, our heart trembles. And when someone uses Allah's name in a wrong place, we get angry. And that at least if we can't do anything, we shed tears of sadness and anger in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Let's do some dhikr for a few minutes, and you can head downstairs for dua and iftar. La ilaha illallah rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam La ilaha illallah 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 لا إلَّا الله لا إله الله لا إله الله لا إله الله لا إله الله ilaha إله الله لا إله الله الله لا الله رسول الله La ilaha illallah 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 illallah La ilaha illallah, la ilaha illallah Muhammadur Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam sallallahu ala muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam, sallallahu ala muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam 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 astaghfirullah astaghfirullah Please proceed downstairs brothers for a star, And inshallah stay in the state of dhikr and du'a as you're going downstairs And when the adhan is called the first the du'a will be recited Recite the du'a before you break your fast